Welcome to the October 27th regular meeting of the Calaveras County Planning Commission. And we'll get started with the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Are there any staff announcements? Uh, none at this time, Madam Chair. And no agenda changes. No changes to the agenda. Annette, do we have any members of the public online today? Well, we will. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we will open and close the general public comment period as there is nobody in the audience and nobody online. And we have no items on the consent agenda today. I'm going for a record here. And um, our regular agenda item, the consideration of greenhouse gas reduction measures for Calaveras County. Uh, Gabriel, do you want to give a little summary of where we're at with this? I, yes. Did you want to open the public hearing first? or well, it was Not before okay. he normally, okay. before we get the item read. Okay. Um, good morning, Madam Chair and members of the Planning Commission. Um, item number one is consideration of uh, the greenhouse gas reduction measures for Calaveras County uh, in compliance with Senate Bill 32 and consistent with the goals of the county's general plan regarding greenhouse gas reduction by 40 percent below 1990 levels by the year 2030. The Planning Commission will consider countywide greenhouse gas reduction measures to determine the level of compliance with SB 32 and the general plan. The environmental impacts of the DHE reduction plan will be determined based on the county's level of compliance with the 40% target. Uh, commissioners, I suggest we just continue this to our uh, special meeting proposed for next Thursday at 9 a.m. here rather than have any discussion at this time. So Corey can be here, and if there are any members of the public who want to uh, contribute. What are you guys thinking? Before, yeah, before we make the motion for continuance, um, the package that we got didn't have in it, as far as I can find, uh, what proposals the planning director made as a result of the, uh, of the survey. And uh, um, it would be nice if what we get the next tomorrow or the next day or whenever we'll have uh, we'll have that. Um, absolutely, um, Commissioner Ladish. The um, the one main uh, discrepancy between the Planning Commission's deliberations and what became the outcome of the survey was. Uh, on the subject of agriculture. 
as you could see in the staff report that I, brief staff report that I provided to you, there is um, uh, a little table there that shows that on a scale of one through five, uh, all the questions are for agriculture scored pretty high. Now, that could be a function of how that question was asked in the survey, uh, but um, so at the very bottom of the first page of the report, uh, you see um, Ag 1, uh, increased crop uh, production fertilizer efficiency to reduce associated GHG emissions, had a score of 4.16 out of 5. Uh, Ag AG number 2 also had a score of 4.16. Uh, number 3, uh, reduced methane emissions from livestock enteric fermentation, uh, score of 4.15. And the highest one, which is the wildfire, said improve forest land health to reduce intensity of wildfire events and result in GHG emissions through collaborative forestry and economic opportunity had a score of 4.78. So um, in light of those results, uh, it, it seemed like even though we had only a sample of 72 respondents, uh, 72 respondents is seven times as many respondents that I've seen in our county in a very, very long time. So it's considered to be somewhat substantial, and it is not mandatory that the Commission uh, adopt any of the recommendations that came out of the survey, but it's just kind of a uh, uh, providing you with information, and also to what extent uh, including or excluding the agriculture uh, mitigation, uh, agriculture measures would affect our total percentage of compliance with uh, our DHG reduction measures. The question that I had is, you reported these results, I guess, to the consultants. Yes. Did you recommend that these be included in their, in their, Final result. Right. Yes, I did. Because they the asked, the they asked, they asked whether or not they said because the the um, the the, um, the numbers were so high, uh -huh. over four. What do you want to do with uh, with yeah. this? And I said because it's a passing and number. Let's include it and see how it helps us in reaching our forty percent goal. Personally, I I don't remember our saying. Well, let's take agriculture out of the plan. Um, okay. Which. Yeah, it's reported that we did, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember that. So. <laughs> okay, I, I don't either. My understanding is we took out specific elements of it because they were not appropriate to yeah. the county, and there was really no way to implement reducing feedlots when we have no feedlot to reduce, or changing the way dairies <coughs> are managed. When mm -hmm. bless you. Um, don't have a dairy, but we did ask that the consultants come back with measures more, if there were any measures that were more tailored to our actual conditions here in Calaveras County. Is that pretty much what you guys That's recall? That's what I remember. Yeah. That's correct, and I think uh, we were looking for input if it was available from the Ag Commissioner's office and from the uh, University of California Extension people. If there were measures that could be included, we, we wanted to see them, mm -hmm. and that's how it was left. Yeah. 
Okay. I think that was our general overall commentary on many of the measures. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there were a few Chair. that we flat yeah. out said no, but right. a lot of them we were just looking for something more tailored. Right. right. Um, Madam Chair, I think the cumulative uh, result of those comments meant that the agriculture component wasn't really applicable uh, in many respects uh, to, uh, to the county. But it's a good thing that it is included in, in the analysis, and hopefully when we get the results of the um, report uh, tomorrow, I've been told we would get the report tomorrow, then I'll be able to more intelligently uh, tell you where we stand with regards to meeting our, our target of 40%, because that's, that was the whole premise of this exercise. Now, as far as the consultants coming up with additional uh, measures that may uh, help uh, with uh, meeting our target, that has not happened at this particular time. And I'm not sure if they are able to bring additional measures to the table for us to consider. Uh, what I think the report would show tomorrow is that based on the measures that were originally provided for us on, on these sheets, which you know, may uh, which may not include most of your comments. Um, those measures, by removing the ones that the planning commission felt were not either feasible or applicable, for example, reach code requirements, um, those you are not going to find uh, in you know in the in the final analysis because it was very clear. Uh, when the building official came forward and talked about reach codes and so on and so forth. Um, so those would definitely be something that you would find in the report that we did not uh, choose to adopt as a measure. Now, I'm stating this because we may have to now go back when we see the report and examine those measures that we may have originally rejected. Now, not because we are um, we are compelled to do that, but because if our goal is to reach the 40% target, how do we get there? And if it is impossible to get there with these measures that are on the table, then I, I think we may have to, you know, find out what else can we do. And and if after doing all we can do, we still do not meet the target, then it becomes an issue that we have to discuss with. Uh, our uh, county councils because we have a general plan 40% mandate and an uh, adopted policy in, in our general plan and our adoption of SB 32 uh, as well. So, so, so I, I would be very, very concerned about that. Mm -hmm. If they are not proposing additional measures and mm -hmm. telling us what is possible in a mm -hmm. rural setting, mm -hmm. This is not the entire world of possible measures. Mm -hmm. And if the, what we're being told is we have to choose from these measures, I, I think there's a humongous problem okay. with the scoping of this project. Okay. And I really told myself I was not going to get wound up about this <laughs> today, not. but, I, but I have been not. working myself up to something for right. quite some time. Right. All of us have. And, 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 and one, other thing, one other thing you would notice 
one other thing she would notice one other thing she would notice is that I know um, the commissioners went out of their ways to provide additional information individually, uh, not only to staff, but also some that was forwarded uh, to the consultants as well. Uh, the consensus is that if it's not a unanimous or majority uh, decision of the commissioners, to get these items forward, then it just becomes an individual, uh, one particular commissioner's individual comments. And, and you may not find uh, that most of those critical comments actually end up in, in their analysis. Now, having said that, if we get to a point where we have done all we think we wish we could do at this particular point, we may have to revisit some of those things uh, you know, that are included in but your individual comments as well. We did not, uh, yeah. we, we didn't have the opportunity to have both suggestions considered by the entire commission. Right. I assumed that they were being passed on to the consultants. Yes. Were they all passed on to they the were, consultants? Yes, they okay. were. Um, oh, yeah. Then I'd appreciate yours and county council's idea of just what is our role next week. I mean, this, we're not going to have a resolution adopting anything, correct? Um, it's, we're further discussing and we can propose changes. Uh, what, what are we doing next week? So even the Board of Supervisors, when it goes to them, are not doing anything other than an informational item because the final plan is not going to come back until the CEQA document for it has come back. So the, the stage that we're at is on choosing which measures we want to recommend to get us to the target we committed to in our general plan. and what I think has been happening and causing confusion is it's not really clear, it, it seems, that the consultant understood its task to, um, they, they seem to not understand that we had already selected our target um, <laughs> when we last, after they last came to us, I don't think they realized that the general plan was the starting point, the target was the starting point, and so they hadn't collated the data or looked to see what measures recommended by the commission, um, how close those implementation of those measures would get us to the target. And so I'm, there's, I, I'm not directly, I don't have a direct line to the consultant or frankly most of the time not to COG. I understand there's monthly meetings I haven't been to those, but they should, based on some interventions that Mr. Pedro, our interim CAO, and I attempted to take with COG and the consultants, we helped try to um, get on the same page. And I believe they understand at this point that we're looking for, one, whether the planning commission's recommendations for measures will get us to the target, and if not, based on the input that has been received from the commission thus far, can they sh help shape some measures that will get us there for us to select or discuss for. But I think, I think what Gabriel's trying 
to say is at the end of the day, we have to still do the math, hopefully with the consultant's assistance, and see whether we have a plan that we can defensively say will likely get us to our target. Whether or not they knew the target was a 40% reduction, they could have done the math a long time ago based on the information we spent days on this. We spent days discussing ways in which we could modify or tweak measures to make them usable here, but because they did not participate in any of that, what they have to guide them is a very um, stripped down summary of that discussion. And I understand that they're not going to want to watch hours and hours and hours of us talking. I'm pretty clear about that. Um, but this whole thing seems like, how will this go? I, I don't know what recommendation we can give to the supervisors next week if we still don't know what, how, I think we're going to know how far off we are, but we're not going to know what's possible to do because they, my understanding is they are not attending the meeting. So they will not have proposals for us on um, how much of a, we could move the needle by adopting additional measures. Yeah, I I can't I can't speak to that. I know um, if there's any more specific questions that a commissioner would like Mr. Gabriel or Mr. Pedro to pass on to the consultants, you know, prior to our next meeting, that can be done. The commission's job is to make a recommendation to the board, and I mean, I, ideally, if things go well. Um, there will be enough information in front of the commission that it can make some recommendations, at least about most or some measures. And if there's recommendations to, you know, I understand that the board and the commission might have different needs when it comes to how soon this gets done. But I mean, the commission is free to make whatever report to the board of supervisors it wishes to make and whatever recommendation it wishes to make. I have a suggestion, and that is um, at the time that we were, we were invited to make suggestions that would be passed on to the consultants. But at that point, we couldn't share those with the other commissioners. At this point, isn't it possible in the package that we're going to get for next week that the planning department can share those with all the commissioners so we know what we're talking about next week sure i mean i think if there's submissions for if the commission if individual commissioners are ready to submit individual comments and it's clearly stated in the packet that these are individual comments and not the commission's no, recommendations I'm, I'm talking about comments we made months ago we were invited to make suggestions i made I think four different memoranda of suggestions. Mm -hmm. But at that point, I couldn't share them with the right. other commissioners. Mm -hmm. At this point, isn't that a, something that we could share while the commissioners are looking at what we can do next week? They could look at the suggestions made by all of the various commissioners. I think that if commissioner, the only thing that can't happen is discussion 
or passing of comments around outside of a public meeting between more than two commissioners. So if you, if Commissioner Letters, if you want other commissioners to see your comments, they need to be published as part of the agenda that's, for, that's for the next meeting. And I would, I would just recommend so that it's clear to the public and to the people who are reading the agenda that if these are individual commissioner contributions to the staff report packet, that it, there just be a label or something yeah. that identifies this as the suggestion, uh, and it would be published at the same, you know, at the same time that it, you know you would send these comments individually to Gabriel to put in uh, there. We, we've yeah. already submitted these comments. Yeah, and they okay. So, so as long as, right. So as long as you're not discussing them with each other and sending right. them to each other, yes, that is something that could be. So if done. that's part of the packet, then mm -hmm. when we're talking about additional things, if they have sure. included some of these things mm -hmm. in, why we can all the commissioners will have before them these suggestions, and we can discuss right. them and pass them on. And I think one of the missing the question then is if there are some additional suggestions beyond the ones the consultants have for us. Will that they run the numbers before sending uh, on the planning commission suggestions before we go to the board of supervisors? And I think that's because we're it's it's right now. It's the they're really trying to get it on for November eighth. So I understand that. I yeah. just want to make sure that okay. we all of the work that individual commissioners have done is before the commission and eventually before the board. Right. And whether the math is done by the board or by us, I mean, I'm totally incompetent of deciding whether the math is well, right. I mean, or not. if the eventual set of of measures that are recommended by the board don't get us close enough to the target, we are going to probably have to come back and, and figure out what additional steps we need to take before yeah. finalizing the plan. Obviously, the goal is to try to do this more quickly than we have been. Well, we're, we're kind of operating in the dark here because we, we don't have any idea how far, if at all, we are going to miss the 40% reduction off of 1990 numbers. It all drives off the the inventory numbers, which are 2018. So then you have to figure out what's the projected emissions in 2030. That drives off the 2018 inventory. Then you have to figure out what were the emissions in 1990. That also drives off the 2018 inventory. And we don't have any numbers as to 1990. And we have at least four different numbers for 2030. So as we sit here today, we are completely clueless as to how this is likely to go as a matter of numbers. And one thing, speaking of the 2018 inventory, somehow it has to take into account there are no dairy farms and no feedlots in Calaveras County. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're, we can't be expected to meet of the 40% figure with inventory figures that are totally fictional. All right. 
Um, oh, Madam Chair, that's not the only problem with the inventory. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I fully agree. But, um, but those, Madam those Chair, members of the Commission, um, if I were to guess where we would fall uh, when the numbers are run, I would venture to guess that we would be shy of the 40% target. Because, because I have seen uh, uh, other reports, not necessarily in, 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 in this county, that have included uh, more measures than we did, and, and they fell short of that 40% target. So uh, I'm just kind of throwing that out there that we would, uh, I think what we need to be focusing on at this point is what do we do to get to 40%? That should be that should be the target. And I know that Commissioner Ladish, you you sent some information. I have them. Uh, Chair um, uh, Plotnik, you sent some information. I do have them. Commissioner Wooster, did you put anything down in writing and send to me regarding uh, the GHG reduction measures at all? No. Okay, good. And I know Commissioner Parker did not, and I don't think that uh, our newest commissioner, uh, Corey, uh, did either. So the two of you, whatever information you did provide, which some of which were quite extensive, I will have as an attachment to the report that comes from the, um, along with the uh, report from the consultants that we hopefully will receive tomorrow. Good, thank you. So most of mine had to do with, because I only worked on the wildfire section, which right. will not, is, will have no impact, impact. on it. So right. um, I did see a report, I think it was based in 2020 mm -hmm. numbers, mm -hmm. that showed that all of California's progress on greenhouse gas emissions had been wiped out by the wildfires that year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's very disturbing that our carbon sequestration opportunities in this county and wildfire reduction efforts can't contribute. Now, now another strategy that I've seen, and, and this might not be something that we could do at this particular time because, because we haven't really thought about it, was that some, other, some jurisdictions also adopt a policy of carbon sequestration by 2045. So even if you didn't meet, uh, even even if you did not meet the 2030 target of SB 32, uh, there is a 2045 target for carbon sequestration, which improves our ability to comply. But um, we don't have that kind of instrument, uh, you know, in in any of our documents, and I don't know. Um, the, the uh, how legally feasible it is at this point to kind of go in that direction. But this is not something that, that it's just something for you to have in the back of your mind uh, because there is an adjacent community that actually included carbon sequestration by 2045 uh, in, in their total analysis. And it, it improves the picture a little bit. So whatever that means, it means we may have some more kind of intensive um, measures that we may have just cursorily rejected at, at, at the first go around. And one thing that keeps coming up that I've seen a lot of is 
uh, reach codes, electrification requirements. Uh, that was something that we kind of shied away from because we felt, you know, because from the testimony given by the building official, what some of the negative impacts of that would be. But if you think about the fact that we're going towards electricity, we're, be we're building more electric cars, we want to have more charging stations, uh, electrification should be one of those goals, quote unquote, that we, that we, we should consider adopting. Uh, and we might have to take some baby steps, you know, to get there. Uh, because for a rural community like like ours, uh, we're not going to get there uh, in a second. But if we have policies in place, I think those policies we have in place might score some points. Because at the end of the day, uh, CEQA would be the greatest uh, beneficiary of our being able to, uh, of our meeting our 2030 target or 2045 carbon sequestration target because it makes CEQA analysis a lot easier, um, you know, for, for future projects in our community. So it's, um, it's a kind of interwoven uh, series of, of benefits, but at the same time, um, you know, it's, it's quite challenging getting there, so. So we didn't remove all the electrification stuff in our discussions. What we talked about was um, choosing carefully the pieces of it for ones that we could get financial support for, that there might be grants available, that um, the county could provide support for, like providing additional charging stations on county-owned land or providing incentives. Um, we we did keep mm -hmm. quite a lot of it in there. What we rejected was chain, having reach codes that required full electrification mm -hmm. of new construction. Mm -hmm. uh, because the building code is already pushing in that direction. Mm -hmm. And so what we would have to do, I think, would be more than is practical, given in the last two weeks my power's been out twice mm -hmm. at my house. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I went out in copper yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was out from feet. Arnold to copper yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I know. So for a lot of people, complete uh, going 100% electric is going to be oh, no. impractical. Yeah. So what is there between what the building code is already pushing for? What we could do is look for incentives to provide to existing homeowners mm -hmm. that would help them incrementally move over right. if there's money available for that. Absolutely. And I think there was support for that so that people That's common sense. want yeah. to do that. Absolutely. We want that money back in Absolutely. our county. Oh no. So yeah. this is my concern is that our discussions had lots of subtleties about how we might implement things, not just this is in or this is out. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. I, because we have seen nothing and are completely in the dark here, we have no idea what is coming back to us right. from the consultants. Right. Also, 
I still haven't seen an example of a plan in another rural community that has been adopted that has met some, so that we could see what other sorts of measures other rural areas thought mm -hmm. were actually useful, actually did improve their, um, their greenhouse gas emissions, Absolutely. reduce them. But but we're achievable in a rural setting. Yeah, you know, I I think I think the target is renewable energy. That for rural communities, it's one of the biggest challenges. You know, but it is one area where we have a lot of latitude, and reach codes do not only specifically uh, uh, address building code. No. I have seen communities that have taken steps to exceed Title 24 requirements which reach codes. But reach codes also go into electrification when it comes to transportation infrastructure. Uh, one of the things that we did talk about was how do we transition from our current <coughs> vehicular fleet uh, into maybe hybrids, uh, going electric, and it, it, there's, there's a series of, of areas that I think we can make some improvement. And we discussed that and supported yeah. that oh, and yeah. even had COG speak to us about their right. efforts to electrify Absolutely. and where they could and couldn't do it. Right. So we should already have measures in there mm -hmm. that... I, I, think we would get, I think we would get some points for that. Okay. I think we would get some points for that. Um, it just it just seems to me that if if this 40% target is not achievable, why was that target set so well, for lack of a better word, high? Why wasn't it 30% or 25% or whatever? I I don't know. I'm not saying it's I don't I'm not saying it's not achievable. I'm just saying that even for communities that are taking steps that are a little bit more. Uh, drastic than ours towards uh, compliance with SB 32, they're still falling short of that 40% target. Well, I can tell you why. It was because we were told the state required us to do that. Mm -hmm. That information was wrong. That got us on the wrong track it, right off the bat. It was in order to be able to tear off of it, I believe. That was... I think, I think we heard both. Yeah. Um, but it... It is not required by the right. statute. Well, it, uh, it is. It is it optional. Is required for California, right? Which we're a part of. Well, we learned that the, we learned of that little fact. Yeah. That one of the first meetings we had on this with the consultants, because their inventory said state law requires local jurisdiction yes. requires and encourages state mm -hmm. local jurisdictions to adopt these measures. Right. After some discussion. Yes. It turned out there were no such requirements. That's right. Okay. Right. Now, on the, on the carbon sequestration point, we, we brought that up right after we got the wildfire assessment, and mm -hmm. we said, mm -hmm. some of us at least, that that fits this county better because we have a lot of forests and mm -hmm. a lot of rangeland and so forth. Mm -hmm. For all we know, we're carbon neutral already. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us whether we are mm -hmm. and, and where we're at? And the answer was, no, it's mm -hmm. not within the scope of the work. Plus, it turns out AB 32 and SB 32 are both gross emissions mm -hmm. and carbon sequestration is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. We have a general plan that 
incorporates what turns out to be non-existent requirements on the county that doesn't fit the county. Yeah, and 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 and, and 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 commissioner by the general plan four times a year. Right, we could. Right, right. We do an amendment. We should do. And and well, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised if uh, there is a sizable number of communities and counties in the state that find that 40% target to be a little bit hard to reach, whether or not that, that number, that, that, that target might be reduced. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a guess. I, I don't know which direction this is going to go because there really isn't any point in, uh, in having a standard that, um, that, that is found to be not achievable. Uh, even even at the best. So I even if we adopted, what I would like to know hypothetically speaking is, if we adopted every single item on the measures that were proposed to us, and if Planning Commission on day one said, boom, let's go, are we at 40% or not? And if we're not at 40% at that time, we're not gonna be at 40% come tomorrow or, or, or a week after. I'd like to know the source of these measures. Mm -hmm. If they are a list that our consultants have developed and are using, or if this is sort of an <clears throat> industry standard sort of a list, what, where did it come from? You didn't use the term cookie cutter thing. <laughs> Admirable. I, I think it's a combination of both. Um, there are certain tr tried and tested measures that have become universally accepted that, that go towards uh, reduction of greenhouse gases. Uh, what I think, be because in this particular instance, uh, the consultants is not only working with Calaveras County, but also uh, are the same clients with the city of Angels Camp. And <clears throat> the two communities are not very similar, I mean, we're similar in certain areas and why very, very different in certain other instances. So I don't know whether or not we are giving the same measures. They are exactly the same, same measures, measures because I actually followed Angel's Camp's right. process and I actually reviewed the measures item by item mm -hmm. to exactly see the what they did. Right. So that's why, and I don't know if they're working with other communities somewhere. Somewhere else. But there are other consultants out there and it would be very interesting to know if some other rural county has a different list of measures that we could use just to be inspired. Is there a different approach maybe yeah. that we have missed? And now, yours is a very good point. Now, and I did look at Tuolumne's and there's our are similar, similar and they defaulted to an almost entirely encourage yes. and mm -hmm. inspire approach. Right. Uh, so I don't know what their number we I don't what know what their, their final are. numbers came up to. Right. So Yeah. 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 We're and we're just working in the dark, I have to yeah. I feel like our commission has been so diligent about putting the time and effort into this mm -hmm. and it feels like we're not being met in the middle with the information we require. 
Okay. Well, I guess we see what we get hopefully yeah. tomorrow. Right. Maybe we're going to be blown away on Friday with how That's, comprehensive maybe we would. report it is. We're going to be blown away, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it would be interesting. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see. Personally, I, I can't. I'm I can't sorry. Wait. Are you going to email it to us? Well, uh, email, deliver it. You know, um, whatever it is it takes to get to you, I'm willing to do. So you, you, you just let me know what works best. Now, depending on the, on the size and the volume, um, I think we can get by with email to a certain extent. We would also post it, I suppose, as part of the sub-report package. And, but for hard copies, uh, Commissioner Wooster, I had told you yesterday that I would deliver yours. Commissioner Ladish, if it happens that you're still not in town or whatever, whatever works best for you, I will make sure that we get you a, a hot copy of that report. And um, can they drop it in the mail? Uh, they, they, usually, from what I've heard, when we drop it in the mail, depending on where it's going within the county, doesn't get there within five days. I got, some, <laughs> I got my package for this meeting in the mail. I got. The mail arrived yesterday. Yes, mine yeah. too. Right, so, so it, it's so it's not it's the most efficient, not the most efficient way to do to do business. Well, I assume it has to be posted because the public needs access to this. Right. So and sooner would be better, whether yeah. or not. Even if that means that there's not a lot of analysis accompanying it. Right. Um, I'm happy to just download it when it's posted, or if it's emailed to me, that's that's fine mm -hmm. too. I mm -hmm. would just like to have it as soon as possible. Right. I, I would get it over to you um, as soon as we get our hands on them. If we're getting it at 5 p.m. on Friday or close to 5 p.m. on Friday, uh, what I can do is get you the specific information that we get from them and then follow up, you know, later on in the week with, you know, some analysis of that in a report. But the raw data, I think, needs to be in your hands for you to kind of <coughs> scrutinize them and underline them and, you know, make recommendations and so on and so and forth. I, I think with that first shot, if, if the individual commissioners suggestions could be included in that first shot right so the commissioners don't have to look at it without that and then look at it again with right. those suggestions right uh, oh no I would I will I will I will do that I will I will go through my emails and and get all the attachments sent by you and um, and any other commissioner uh, uh, on that subject just just for I think I had four yes <laughs> right so are we so much um, for your record I, yeah so much for my record that's okay <laughs> not the most important thing today so i think we need a motion to continue this to a date certain which will be november 3rd november 3rd at 9 a.m here in the board chambers i so move without restating it <laughs> I'll second it. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? None. So passes 401 with um, Commissioner Fisk absent today. 
Are there, there's no informational items. Are there any commissioner reports? Um, oh, commissioner reports. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We feel like we've all talked enough. <laughs> um, planning director's report. Planning, I just want to mention that your the next regularly scheduled planning commission meeting would have um, maybe one or two items on there regarding um, um, Williamson Act. Yes, Williamson Act. This is the time of the year for that, so we have another another one to go. So that'll be next Thursday. Yeah. That'll be well, no, yeah. that'll be no. the following the follow Thursday. The regularly scheduled. Our regularly scheduled one. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're going for that. Will be Williamson Act. Yes. They tend and to not be too controversial. No. <laughs> they don't need me. <laughs> Always winning. All right. Then, Thank you. Thank you. So we are adjourned at uh, 9.45. And I'll see you guys all back here next week. A week from now. Okay.